Welcome back to Herald Review Outside the Box Podcast. I'm sports reporter Joey Wagner. We're with Justin Kant and Mount Zion volleyball coach Jay McAtee. Jay, I want to start with your team this year. You guys are pretty good. You went to super sectionals last year. What's the, the feeling around your team this year? Oh, I think with as many good players as we have coming back, you're going to be optimistic. But, you know, it's a whole new year. I look back at, you know, in order to make it to state, you got to win five matches in a row. And, you know, even the years back at St. Teresa when we went to the Final Four back-to-back, there was always one match that was an obstacle. It's just hard as the teams get harder and harder for everything to go right. Last year, yeah, we made it to the Elite Eight, but we could have easily lost to Rochester in the, in the regional final. And while you look at the score when we played Sacred Heart Griffin, you know, we were down 19 to 15 in the second game, and if it goes three, you never know. We just got lucky and got on a really good roll to finish it, and the and the score looked like it was very one-sided. But it was one-sided in game one, but it was far from one-sided in game two. So, you know, talented, yes. I mean, we've got hitters all over the place, and we had to replace two seniors and the and the two new ones, the two sophomores that came into the lineup are doing a phenomenal job. So I wouldn't trade my girls for any other team in the state, but we got to keep working and keep improving. And you have one of the best setters in the area, Allie Vaughn. How much does she just kind of make this whole thing go? She makes it all go. I mean, if you when you've got five unbelievably good hitters, um, you know, just like in the tournament over the weekend at Casey Westfield. If you look at the numbers, they're very evenly distributed because she keeps everybody involved. She can make any set, uh, back set, quick set, set the strong side. But uh, she's very gifted, and she's got a world of experience because she's started since she walked into the high school. So, and to have 932 assists last year is an unbelievable (laughs) number. So she was the first person with over 900 assists. She might be the first person over 1,000, but you never know. You've got to have some pretty competitive matches to get those numbers, but she's rolling at about 25 assists per match so far this year. I know there's not a, a lot of, uh, of the girls on the team. I don't know that there may be any, or maybe they were underclassmen when you guys got upset in the uh, regional uh, Kelsey, your daughter Kelsey's senior year. Yep. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I can ever remember, like, just a loss, that, you know, like like a, a loss in that situation that I felt worse about for a team. You know, as a reporter, I usually stay pretty much. You know, I mean, I cover a lot of matches, a lot of games. You know, so it's not necessarily like I don't necessarily feel emotionally involved. But knowing, you know, what you guys had been through as yeah. a program at that point, I just remember that, and I imagine that's still. You talked about yeah, you you got you got to get you got to have some luck. Well, that's when the luck bit you, you know, or you, the other team had some luck and, and you guys didn't. And I, I don't know well, what do you that match kind of thinking back to that, you know, is that still something that kind of informs you to, or that you think about today as a coach? Well, I can tell you the score of every game that we played. You know, here you know we're coming in as the number one seed against a Rochester team that played a tough schedule. So when when the coaches go to seed the teams. You say, oh, they're 18 and 14. They must be so-so. Well, that was a that was a very good six seed in the regional, and uh, we all learned from it. Uh, it was the most devastating loss I've ever had. You know, the 450 wins or whatever. You don't remember a whole lot of those, but you remember the losses very vividly. And that one, when your daughter's a part of it, 
and you have a group of six seniors that you have worked with since they were in fourth grade and super high expectations that's that's a pretty good summation of what playoffs are like and that is you got to bring it every night and the teams that you're supposed to beat you need to get on them real quick because if it's close at the end the favorites thinking oh my gosh we could lose and the underdogs thinking oh my gosh we could win so not a good situation and we almost ran into that against Charleston a couple years ago when Aaron Ripple was a senior and we were the number one seed I'm looking up and it's 23-23 third game and I'm thinking deja vu all over again <laughs> as we go to Charleston tonight for a match you know there's just teams that you uh, you've always beaten and you assume you can just walk in and that's a big trap to fall into you guys, you know, I mean, and that team, you know, that had been, like you said, Kelsey's senior year, and that team had really turned, that's the team that, that turned things around for you guys. I mean, that was the group that when, when yeah. you started, you know, Mount Zion was a program that wasn't at the level it is now. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I had to think that that was, that, was, that, that was part of why that was so tough, just because, you know, that, that group had accomplished so much yeah. and got you guys there, and then it felt like, okay, now they're ready to, and then, and then you know, you just you run into a bad match, and that's what happened. Yeah, I think every program has to have that one group of players that says we're going to be the ones that turn it around. Back at St. Teresa in 2002, you had Kate Schnocky, Beth Schutte, Sarah Logan, Jenna Gordillo. I mean, they just wanted to be the ones. And this group wanted to be the ones. And, you know, you start them and you play them when they're young and they take a lot of lumps. But uh, as they get bigger and stronger and the other girls graduate from other teams, then you be team, become the team, but yeah, that was a that was a tough loss. That was a tough loss, and a lot of tears were shed in the, that locker room that day. They, I'm sorry, Joey. I, I thought you guys handled it pretty well, though. I remember that night thinking, "Oh, I don't even want to talk to him." <laughs> you know, like I don't even want to. But you know, I talked to both you and Kelsey that night, and and I thought I remember thinking, "Man, you know, I, I've." I'm glad that it was those two that I talked to because they hit. And I think I talked to Aaron Ripple that night too. Uh-huh. And, and, and just how well you guys, how maturely that team handled it, I thought was pretty cool. Well, then you left the room and then, <laughs> and then all heck, blank broke loose. And it was very tough, very tough. How was that loss different from the super sectional against Altoff last year? Because I didn't feel that you guys were, were really downtrodden last year when you lost. I mean, granted, you brought back a lot of really talented players. Uh-huh. But how are those two different? Oh, 180. I think uh, Altoff is a real deal. I mean, when you lose to the state champion and they're 41 and one, and we could have played Altoff 10 times last year, and we might have lost 10 times. I mean, they had they were superior um, volleyball players, and you know when you go up against players that you're not normally accustomed to, when you have a six-one setter. Okay, that can turn and crush it on you. You don't see that at all. And that's, you know, we ran into that with Mount Pulaski years ago when they had a, a really good setter that was six footer. She can turn and hit, and you're waiting for her to set the ball, and it's on the floor. So, um, Belleville Altos been there, done that over and over again. We had never been there and done that. And I think you've got to take steps at a time to see what, uh, you know, when you get to super sectionals, uh, there's no cupcakes left. They're all good players. And it took us, you know, the back half of the first game, and then we went toe-to-toe with them for the most part of the second game. But uh, we weren't mentally ready for the onslaught of a Belleville-Altoff Catholic. Just good team, good team. Jay, you uh, 
Tell me a little bit about how you kind of first, like, I know you were, you're, and do you still play some volleyball? I do. I do. I have a, a couple knee surgeries later, and I'm feeling really good. How did you first start uh, as a volleyball player? Well, I, I swam for Western Kentucky, and after my senior year of swimming, a friend of mine, Steve Crocker, uh, his, his brothers played volleyball. So I just started picking it up uh, and started playing, and I guess at 6'5", you know, and somewhat athletic at the time, it was a fun sport. And the neat thing about volleyball and coaching volleyball is it's one of the most ultimate team sports. So I go from swimming, which is straight up individual, probably swimming and tennis, there's just nobody else to help you but yourself, to volleyball where three people have to do three different things well every time the ball comes over the net to be successful. And it's a uh, it's really refreshing, and I, none of my kids swim, and uh, and that's kind of on purpose because to see them in team sports is uh, is really interesting. How did then? How did you transition to saying I, I want to coach this? I I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 1991, uh, a, a dear friend of mine, Rosemary Anthony, who worked, uh, she was a teacher at Eisenhower, said, Jay. You play volleyball. We've never had a club volleyball team here in Decatur. Would you start one? And I said, I don't know anything about coaching volleyball. But I did it. And we started, we had like 15 people the first year and about 20 players the second year. And then I had this great idea to send a flyer out to every school in central Illinois and just register when you come in and 125 girls showed up. So we, we were running about 125 players per year and work was getting busy and it just got overwhelming. So I uh, gave it up. I just didn't have enough time to do it. And that's when Darby Brinkotter from St. Teresa called me and asked me if I wanted to uh, coach St. Teresa. And, uh, you know, with a three-year record of one win and 80 losses, I thought that would be a pretty good low-stress job. <laughs> and I was just going to try it, you know. And 11 years later, uh, it was time to step down to watch my daughter play. And then uh, the coach at Mount Zion stepped down, and I got the call. And so I called Dennis Vaughn. I said, if you'll do it, I do it. If you do it, I'll do it. And, and uh, that was the end of my vacation. So I've been... <laughs> retired all of no seasons for the last 17 years the, those first few at st Teresa, it, it, it took a, it did take a while to, to get that turned around though right i mean it, it, it was i mean you got it, you got it to where it was quality pretty fast like you guys weren't one and 80 anymore pretty uh, fast but well, how, what was that process like well i think it you know unless you just have some really good players show up or not naming any schools, say if you transfer in. <laughs> um, you know, it's a lot of work. But we went, uh, I had t-shirts made that, that second year because we won the Macon County Championship, and I think we were like 22 and 6. And uh, so we had some shirts made up worst to first in 18 months. But it was just a group of girls that committed year-long to playing volleyball, and boy, they got better really quick. You said you stepped down to watch your daughters. Was it ever a plan to coach one and now both of them, or was that something that just kind of obviously just happened? No, I mean, uh, it, that was nothing in the plans. I stepped down in November, and then it was like in May where Sarah Stedman decided not to coach. 
so uh, I went into Mike Moses' office thinking we were going to talk about um, a volleyball camp I was going to do. And my wife at the time said, if they offer you the job, take it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going in to talk about a camp. She said, okay, but if they offer you the job, take it. So I walk in and there's Mike and there's Sarah Stedman and they got that look on their face like, and I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> uh, what's going on? So, I'm sorry, Greg, go ahead. Oh, but no, Mike said, well, Sarah's decided to step down. Would you be interested? And I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> I really wanted to play some golf and maybe, you know, just enjoy the games. But realistically, I'm not a very good fan. You know, you sit up in the stands and you're just nervous and antsy. And when I coach, I'm not nervous at all because you're thinking about everything and all the parts of the game. So, um, you know, a couple really good parts of my life were taking the St. Teresa job and taking the Mount Zion job because it's been a lot of fun. You had coached your girls as youth players? Yes. 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 So, yeah, so it wasn't necessarily like all of a sudden, oh my gosh, I'm coaching, I'm coaching, I mean, my daughters, but what was, what has that been like coaching, coaching your daughters? I mean, what, what's that relationship been like and how, how have you kind of handled that? Well, it, better than I ever would have thought. Now, when I coached Kelsey when she was in junior high club, not a good situation. You know, the attitude, the eye rolling, it's my dad kind of thing. So b before I took the job, Kelsey and I had a nice talk, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, the first week of practice, we had our moment, okay? Mom picked her up. She was bawling, and so I get a call from her mom, and she says, well, what did you do? <laughs> I said, you know, Kelsey is bawling. I said, well, you know, she just started copping the attitude and everything. And since that day, Kelsey's been the best co player I've ever coached. Um, Carly, a um, little bit different. One of them is immensely talented. One of them has a incredible work ethic. Um, but they don't, you know, Carly is, is a great volleyball player. Work ethic? Not not so much, but she does work hard, and and she's having she had a phenomenal year last year, and she's hitting over 400 this year with, I think she has 45 kills and three hitting errors, which is something I've never seen before. So she's playing great. Has it evolved? Has the way has your coaching? You know, you got Kelsey, and you kind of learned how that dynamic, the the high school coach and high school player, has that evolved now with Carly? I think it evolves with any player. I mean, some players, you know, you can get on hard and they'll step it up. And then some players, you know, I've got some players on the team this year and I've, I've, I've changed my coaching style this year to more of back where it was 15 years ago, okay? We were at the point where we were really driving the kids really hard and, and uh, I think it, it turned into uh, not fun, kind of, you know, it, you got to remember it's a game. And I think I've seen a lot of growth from the players because it's more teaching and encouragement, and they just seem to adapt to that better as opposed to driving them hard. Now, there's some players on the team that, you know, they want you to push them, and you can push them as far as you want to push them, and they'll go. Some of them you push them a little bit, and they'll just kind of crumble. So just trying to adapt to the players. But, uh, you know, very blessed of what I had at St. Teresa. Unbelievably blessed at Mount Zion. It just seems like 
really good volleyball players come out of the woodworks and they make me look a lot better <laughs> than I am. Well, that's for sure. The, the, it seems like there's a theme on this podcast about talking to the coaches about um, coaching their kids because we had just had Derek Spates on here last week talking about coaching his son and nephew. And, you know, one thing he was talking about was he got to the point where they – he he didn't bring it home. They quit. Like he would bring it home. He'd be in the car and they'd hear a, they'd hear something and he would say, you know, make a remark or something like that. And and, and finally, you know, I, I think it was his nephew said, "Can does it, does it have to be all the time? Uh-huh. We had, is that has that been an issue for for you at all? No, you just you, you know you try and when you leave practice, you leave practice and you go home. We do have the luxury that Dennis Vaughn's daughter is on the team and my daughter's on the team. Yeah, so we have a little agreement that I ride Allie Vaughn a little bit harder and he rides Carly a little bit harder so we can all go home <laughs> and sleep at night and uh, you know try not to uh, hurt our daughter's feelings too much. You mentioned uh, the, that the St. Teresa group in the state run and it, it just how talented, I mean thinking back to the, how talented that, that team was, you know, like because you had, you, had you had some good groups there with some really talented players but you know that, that when I think it was you know Marie obviously when Marie Les came up and 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 then you know you had so many great players surrounding her you know with her at that time of course um, you know Jordan Wooden was on that team and and Holly Haskins and I mean I, you know we there was that was I think all our all county team that year had like five St. <laughs> five or six St. Teresa players on it because it was just I mean every spot on the court was it was like an all star team you know yeah. that, that was and you know and, I, and you guys are kind of there now in Mount Zion too but I mean at that time. What was that like, you know, as a coach? Where you know you just, you know, was always probably like that one spot or two spots in the team where you're like, well, I got a good player there, but now it's, you know, you have a an all star level, an all county level player there. What what was that like as a coach? Well, this team this year reminds me a lot of that team. Um, Yeah, it's nice. I mean, you got you know you got Claire Raycraft and and. Holly Haskins in the middle, and you had Alexis Clemens yeah, Alexis. And, and Marie Les on the right side, and you had Courtney Huck and mm-hmm. Jordan Wooden and Shay Ginnenbacher, and uh, yeah, it was a good team. That was a good team. <laughs> um, you know, 2011, big regrets because I think we had the best team in the state, uh, and we had been there the year before. And, you know, the first time we went up there facing Chicago Christian, you know, just college players all over the place. And if you're a, a Catholic school in Chicago and anybody within a 50-mile yeah. radius can go there, <laughs> you can pack together a really good team. And they were they were loaded. The, the camp girls that all played in college played for them. But, uh, oh, it's, it's a luxury. And I think they, you know, they push each other. I mean, our practices are pretty amazing. And, uh, you know, this year to have a, a Carly McAtee and a Riley Drake, which may be the, one of the best one-two uh, left-side combinations. Caitlin Lilpop and Dana Kennedy in the middle. Emily Cole is a rising star. Uh, Caitlin Lilpop is, I uh, hope she doesn't listen to this yet, but boy, she's one of the best liberos I've ever seen, and she's 15 years old. And obviously Allie running the show. And we've got depth. Uh, you know, Carly uh, was really sick on Saturdays, so, uh, and, and, you know, sometimes like Michael Jordan, you have your best <laughs> games when you're sick, but she played lights out, but it was kind of nice to put some people in there and get her a little bit of a break. But it, it's a good team. They know they're good this year, and um, 
they know that they have flaws too. You know, we've got uh, a lot of things to work on. And losing to Hartsburg Emden in the championship on Saturday was one of the best losses. You know, the last two of the last three years, I think we, you know, we in Aaron Ripple's senior year, we started 21 and 0. And then uh, a couple of years ago, we had the 21 game winning streak. And you really can't learn that much about the flaws when you're winning. So, you know, we, we met, and I think everybody was really positive of the loss because, A, Hartsburg-Emden is a beast. So don't let 1A fool you. I would say 1A in this area is going to be one of the toughest regions or sectionals to get out of. You have Hartsburg-Emden, which is absolutely the real deal. Anna Hayes is, a, is an All-American um, left-side hitter, and nobody can stop her. You know, Anna Hayes can stop herself. You better hope she has an, an off night because she will just jump over the top of your hitters. She's that good. One of those coaching, you know, one of those coaches' daughters. <laughs> <laughs> Probably grew up with a spandex on instead of a diaper and a volleyball in her crib. But, uh, you know, Stu Strauss loaded and one of the best players in the state. I think uh, Schlechty was first team All American last year as a junior, set the record at state for the most kills she's really good so and saint Teresa got moved down to 1a so there's three one of them one of them you know they're going to face each other sometime down the road so i would say 1a is a lot tougher than 2a this year 3a there's a lot of or a lot of good solid teams rochester i mean I assume we're going to have to go through the South again, so you're going to have Belleville, Belleville Altoff Catholic and Breeze Modern Day and Breeze Central, I think. They might be 2A, but, you know, uh, Altoff Catholic graduated four really good seniors, and they may be better this year than they were last year. Their hitting percentage and their numbers that they're putting up this year are sick. They're unbelievable. Against a good Columbia team, I think they hit over 600 as a team. Oh, my God. So... There's a lot of good teams out there, and that's the fun part. So we just take it day by day, and you know, and it goes quick. It's just amazing. You you lay out the schedule and all the practices and 35 matches in a two-month period, and then you snap your fingers and it's over. And so I know you don't like to take credit for it, Jay, but you you look at Mountain Zion's history and volleyball, and, and you know, in my first several years here at the Herald Review, it was, you know, it, it, it was hit and miss with them. They would have some girls come in, and, and but it wasn't necessarily a, a consistent winner. But all of a sudden, uh, you know, you guys just seem like the, the talent's rolling in. I, is, is that, I mean, is that coincidence or, or, or is it, you know, a, a, the youth program? Or why is uh, Mount Zion now, a, a, you know, a kind of a, a team that can load the talent in like this? Well, I think we'll take a little bit of credit <laughs> because, you know, Dennis and I and, you know, Kelly Roots helping me coach this year. She was my first assistant at St. Teresa. Um, we put in a lot of time. I mean, it is a lot of work, uh, a lot of, you know, it's dedication on the players' part because we ask a lot of them. And that's probably one of the differences, you know, is we ask more of the girls than used to be asked of the girls. And our practices are probably harder than they used to be. And, uh, you know, a lot of, when we first took over, a lot of players dropped out because they didn't know it was going to be that hard. I mean, we work hard. Uh, Jennifer Mudd does a lot of strength and conditioning for us now, and uh, so we hit the weight rooms hard, and we, our practices are challenging. But, uh, you know, that makes a good team. If you've got a group of girls that 
are all in and you've got coaches that are all in and look at the good programs they've they've had good coaches for a long time Donna Dooley um, coach Hayes down in Hartsburg Emden um, so yeah we'll take a little bit of credit because we put in a lot of work <laughs> and um, but I mean when you've got uh, the talent that we have you, you know you've if you've got talent that's willing to work it works and We've had talent at St. Teresa. We've had talent at Mount Zion. I think every school has the talent to be a championship team. The question is, can you get them to work, and can you get them to play volleyball? You know? <laughs> yeah. And the best way, you know, when I took over St. Teresa, there was a lot of good athletes that didn't play volleyball, i.e. the Ipples. Okay. Well, I remember seeing Lindsay Ipple at the awards banquet in high heels, yeah, I'm 6'5", and she's looking at me eyeball to eyeball. <laughs> and I didn't say anything out loud, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, boy, I wish you would come out for volleyball. <laughs> and she did. And that was one of the big keys, you know, when you can add a Lindsay Ipple to an already young, this, so she didn't play her freshman year, but, you know, she was one of the big reasons for the turnaround. And, I mean, really, who wants to play for a team that's 1-80? Okay. okay. You know, People that people say losing isn't everything, but I'm telling you, you know, it, it is. <laughs> you know, it, last time I looked, it looked like the team that was winning was having a whole lot more fun than the team that was losing. Yeah. So, you know, losing bothers me. It wears on me, and I would rather get up at five o'clock in the morning and train hard. Uh, I've never seen a girl weep openly at a practice, but I've seen them weep openly after a loss. So you do the things that can prevent that as long as you can and have as much success because if you have success, uh, they seem to be having a lot of fun. When as a veteran coach do those losses get a little easier? To, you know, I mean, I'm assuming in the first few years it's like, oh, my gosh, this, this is horrible. Then at some uh, point do you kind of – is there a point that you get not used to it but it's a little more easy to, to take? Well, when I started 0-6 <laughs> at St. Teresa and you only win six – you kind of get used to it. Laura Goody won her first match in her, in her first game. I said, well, you're way ahead of me, <laughs> and she'll be a good coach. Um, I don't know. It, it just depends on, you know, last year we, we had a great match against Mattoon, almost a flawless match, and the girls got all into themselves about how great they were, and then two nights later we got absolutely thumped by Lincoln. And that one didn't hurt. Um, because we needed that one. Now, when you get into regionals and you, you got to say goodbye to, you know, a lot of seniors, you know, those, those always hurt. Um, but especially when they're not expected or you think you probably should win, uh, but uh, you remember them all. You know, that uh, it, it depends on the timing and the opponent. Regular season losses can be good. You know, some losses right before regionals tend to be really good. You know, you're coming in at, you know, 33-1, and one, and they haven't lost for a month, and then maybe they've lost that little hunger or the edge. So losses, you learn a lot more from losses. You know, you watch the video a little bit longer, and you try and pick apart the areas you need to work on. Last year, I remember calling you after games for, for comments, and... 
there was a lot of times where you would say this this is the best match I've seen in a while, and it was you know happened a lot. That that kind of tells me the state of volleyball in this area is is really good. When, when you're seeing that, what what do you think the state of it is, and if it's good, why? Well, we've had some really good battles with Maroa, and uh, you know we don't like losing to them, and I know they don't like losing to us, but. Uh, some of the best learning experiences because Moroa's loaded again this year. You know, they've got really good players at every position, and they've been good uh, for the for several years. I mean, look at the players they've had. Um, St. Teresa's been down, but, boy, they're loaded this year with a lot of young, good players. So we got a lot of work over the next three, four years, you know, uh, to keep up with that program, and, and Brad's a very good coach, and, uh, I've had a chance to, to watch them a few times over the last few months, and they've got really good players. I would have liked to play them. We used to play them at the beginning of the year, and since Lincoln and Muhammad came in, we had to rearrange our schedule. I would have rather played St. Teresa earlier than this year <laughs> because come October, I mean, they're already off to, I think they're 8-0. Eight eight and so And playing well, and I think, uh, you know, to go from 0-8 last year or, you know, 2-7 and seven to 8-0, and 0, uh, and the girls are having a lot of fun playing. So, uh, super talented young group over there. So, as long as you learn from it, losses are are cool, um, and and humbling, and and keep you hungry. Now, I heard you mention just now, you know, co- coaching three or four years down the road. And whenever whenever a coach has his daughters go through a program, there's always that. Oh, is he going to be? Is he going to be done after this, this daughter leaves? <laughs> now, you know, but you're a relatively young guy. You, you got a successful program. Uh, Super young. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for that. Keep lying. Keep lying. But, but, but I mean, I, I feel young. I, I mean, are, is are you? I mean, do you see yourself as a volleyball coach, high school volleyball coach, long term? Well, I tell people that I coached 11 years at St. Teresa and never had a daughter play. You know, I like coaching. Um, I get bored very easy, and to have a fall with nothing to do. Now, if if life changes and other elements come into play, that's always an option. But you just like every you just assess everything. You know, give it a month or two after the season to decompress because you're just exhausted. On you know, on November fifteenth, you just are numb, and and then you go into work that day, and it's a it's a weirdest work day because you feel like you should at about. 250 you should be getting in the car going somewhere either getting on a bus or going to practice but uh we got some really good young players you know we've got uh, the sophomore group won the state championship their seventh grade and they've got really good talent uh the eighth grade team coming up this year is really talented and and got good players so we'll see but uh you know just depends on how you feel at the end of the year and if you want to go through it again for the 19th year. (laughs) (laughs) I guess good. Jay, thank you so much. I know you're busy. Thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Good luck from these next few weeks in the season. Yeah, and if anybody can go out and catch some of these games, you know, especially later on when you got some good rivalries, that last week of the season, you know, you got the big triangle. We play Maroa and St. Teresa all that week, and that's the week before regional. So wow, <laughs> it should be fun. And that Saturday after that, we got playing the Mount Pulaski tournament. So it's a tough schedule. We got out of the Eisenhower tournament, got into a new tournament up at uh, Bloomington Central Catholic. So 
our schedule, which was very tough last year, got yeah. even tougher this year. But thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jay. Thank you.